Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conference Reruns. This is episode five, and it's the first episode of 2024. Uh, we've made it to another year. It's it's really wild how the older I get, the quicker each year passes by. Like, I hope that each of you had a good 2023, um, and you're ready for an even better 2024. Yeah. Um, for those of you who maybe didn't have the best year last year, and, and I might include myself uh, in that group in, in, in some ways, I, I, I truly hope and pray that this new year will bring each of you new hope and, and belief that there are good days ahead and that there is a lot to look forward to. At least I hope so. <laughs> um, so as I was thinking about what talk I wanted to cover as we start off this new year, um, I picked one that may seem a bit strange. Uh, it doesn't really talk about like goal setting or resolutions. Um, I mean, it, it kind of does, and we'll, we'll definitely get into that. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it is a talk that requires us to look back uh, into our past and apply some lessons that we've learned. Uh, so this talk was given in October 2011 by then Elder W. Christopher Waddell, who is now a member of the presiding bishopric. Uh, the, the, the talk is titled, The Opportunity of a Lifetime. Uh, and it's primarily focused on missionary service, but, uh, you know, not missionary service that we can do today as members, but specifically the 18 to 24 month missionary service that we that, that we do in our youth. Uh, so Elder Waddell begins by telling us uh, that the Lord has prepared a unique mission experience for each one of us and that the Lord knows exactly where he wants and needs each one of us to serve. Uh, he shares a remarkable story that I have remembered ever since the first time I heard it. Here's what he says. A few years ago, Elder Javier Misiego from Madrid, Spain, was serving a full-time mission in Arizona. At that time, his mission call to the United States appeared somewhat unusual, as most young men from Spain were being called to serve in their own country. At the conclusion of a stake fireside, where he and his companion had been invited to participate, Elder Misiego was approached by a less active member of the Church. Brought by a friend, it was the first time this man had been inside a chapel in years. Elder Misiego was asked if he might know a José Misiego in Madrid. When Elder Misiego responded that his father's name was José Misiego, the man excitedly asked a few more questions to confirm that this was the José Misiego. When it was determined that they were speaking about the same man, this less active member began to weep. Your father was the only person I baptized during my entire mission, he explained, and described how his mission had been, in his mind, a failure. He attributed his years of inactivity to some feelings of inadequacy and concern, believing that he had somehow let the Lord down. Elder Misiego then described what the supposed failure of a missionary meant to his family. He told him that his father, baptized as a young single adult, had married in the temple, that Elder Misiego was the fourth of six children, that all three boys and a sister had served full-time missions, that all were active in the Church, and that all who were married had been sealed in the temple. The less active returned missionary began to sob. Through his efforts, he now learned, scores of lives had been blessed, and the Lord had sent an elder from Madrid, Spain, all the way to a fireside in Arizona to let him know that he had not been a failure. Like, wow. <laughs> I love this story for so many reasons. 
First, what an incredible experience for this young missionary, Elder Misiego. Uh, I'm certain that he had hundreds of special experiences on his mission, and for more reasons than one, he felt the reassurance from his Father in Heaven that he was in the right place. But to have the opportunity that he did to meet the man who baptized his father and to tell him how much his service changed his life, uh, that, that is a very, very special and unique experience. But, but from the perspective of this man who had not been to church in decades, this story tells me that God has not forgotten any of his children. Everything that had to happen you know, perfectly had to fall in order to make this night happen all happened. First, Elder Misiego had to be called to serve in Arizona. He then had to be assigned by his mission president to serve in this exact area at this exact time. The elders had to then be invited, like these specific elders, Elder Misiego and I would guess his companion, uh, had to be invited to participate in this stake fireside. Whoever organized the fireside could have picked any number of elders and sisters that were serving in, in the stake, but Elder Misiego was selected. Otherwise, who knows if, uh, if they would have even attended this fireside. Next, the man who, the, you know, the, this man had to be invited to attend the fireside. Uh, a friend, the friend who invited him, must have felt inspired to, to reach out to him and invite him. And, and I'm certain that it wasn't the first time that he had been invited by this friend. But it was probably the result of several efforts by a dedicated friend to continually minister to this man who had left the church. Um, it, it really took the perfect storm of events, including sending a missionary from Spain to Arizona to tell this man that he had not been forgotten and that his father in heaven knew him and loved him. Uh, th this story brings to my mind the words of President Nelson from a few years ago. Uh, that, that was It was from the, the general leadership meeting in, in like March 2022, I think, but it was later published in, October 22, in the October 2022 Liahona. This is one of the greatest quotes ever given. <laughs> President Nelson says, Once you and I have made a covenant with God, our relationship with him becomes much closer than before our covenant. Now we are bound together. Because of our covenant with God, he will never tire in his efforts to help us, and we will never exhaust his merciful patience with us. Each of us has a special place in God's heart. He has high hopes for us. Ah oh, man, I love this line. God will never tire in his efforts to help us. Once we have bound ourselves to God with a covenant, we may drift away from that covenant. We may forget that we made that covenant altogether, but God will not forget. And he will do everything that he can to continually invite us to come back. President Nelson also said this at a, at a BYU devotional. Heavenly Father and his beloved son want you back home with them. They want you to be happy. They will do anything within their power that does not violate your agency or their laws to help you come back. Um, and, and sometimes doing anything means sending someone from the other side of the world to remind you that you are a beloved child of God. Um, and sometimes we get to be that person, like Elder Misiego, who carries that message of love and hope to one of God's children who is struggling. Um, Elder Waddell reminds us that God has prepared a mission, a mission experience for each person and that he knows exactly what each one of us needs, where we need to be, and who we need to serve with, and who we need to interact with and teach. 
God knows all of these things and will inspire prophets and apostles to assign each young man and woman to the exact place where they need to be or with the exact mission president that they need to be with. And within those 18 to 24 months that that, that they get to be full-time missionaries, God will provide a lifetime of experiences that have the ability to change us. However, it's ultimately up to each one of us to determine if we will allow our missions to change who we are or if we will revert back to the natural man that we work so diligently to put off. Elder Waddell talks about the Passover story from the book of Exodus. The Israelites were commanded to offer the sacrifice of a lamb without blemish and to apply the blood of the lamb to the doorframe of their homes. God would then pass over their homes and the plague would not destroy their firstborn sons. Uh, Elder Waddell then shares this. The blood used by the Israelites, symbolic of the Savior's future atonement, was a product of the sacrifice they had offered. Nevertheless, the sacrifice and the blood alone would not have been sufficient to obtain the promised blessing. Without the application of the blood to the doorpost, the sacrifice would have been in vain. As a result of that sacrifice, we return from our missions with our own gifts—the gift of faith, the gift of testimony, the gift of understanding the role of the Spirit, the gift of daily gospel study, the gift of having served our Savior. Gifts carefully packaged in worn scriptures and tattered copies of Preach My Gospel in missionary journals and grateful hearts. However, like the children of Israel, the ongoing blessings associated with missionary service require application after the sacrifice. I really love the connection that Elder Waddell makes between the sacrifice and the application. Missionary work is challenging. It's extremely difficult. And for those who serve diligently, they come out of this service as a better person. We learn lessons in those few months that can change our lives. We learn how to hear the Lord. We learn that He knows His children. We learn how to study the scriptures and find answers for ourselves and others. We learn the value of hard work and the joy that comes from exhausting all our efforts in the Lord's work. We also learn the pain and sorrow that comes from seeing someone we love choose not to accept the gospel message. We learn to mourn with those who mourn and comfort those who stand in need and comfort. Uh, In short, we learn how to more fully take upon ourselves the name of Christ as we literally wear his name on our chest for this short period of our lives. However, for far too many of us, we learn these lessons, but once we return home, we fail to apply those lessons, apply the sacrifice to the rest of our lives. We forget what dedicated service looks like and and, and what it feels like, and we start to care more about ourselves and our own comfort. We forget how to receive answers to our prayers and don't put forth the effort to let the Spirit speak to us. And for many, we even lose some of the most basic and essential habits of daily scripture study and prayer. I'm not standing on a soapbox here trying to make each of you feel bad for not perfectly applying all of the lessons that you gained on your mission. I cannot count the ways that I have fallen short. Um, I have far too often allowed life to get in the way and I have prioritized things that were far less important. I've allowed some of my good habits to either disappear or to be replaced by habits that push me further away from the Spirit. And and I would imagine that each one of us wishes that we could go back to that last day of our mission and recapture that same Spirit that we had. Well, thank goodness that it is never too late. Here's what Elder Waddell invites each of us to do today. A few years ago, while Sister Waddell and I presided over the Spain-Barcelona mission, I would extend one last assignment to each missionary during their final interview. 
As they returned home, they were asked to immediately take time to consider the lessons and gifts provided to them by a generous Father in Heaven. They were asked to prayerfully list and consider how to best apply those lessons in post-mission life, lessons that would impact every facet of their lives—education and career choice, marriage and children, future Church service, and, most importantly, who they would continue to become and their continued development as disciples of Jesus Christ. There is no returned missionary for whom it is too late to consider the lessons obtained through faithful service and to apply them more diligently. As we do so, we will feel the influence of the Spirit more fully in our lives, our families will be strengthened, and we will draw closer to our Savior and Father in Heaven. In a previous General Conference, Elder L. Tom Perry extended this invitation. I call on you, returned missionaries, to rededicate yourselves, to become reinfused with the desire and spirit of missionary service. I call on you to look the part, to be the part, and to act the part of a servant of our Father in Heaven. I want to promise you there are great blessings in store for you if you continue to press forward with the zeal you once possessed as a full-time missionary. So, as we start a new year, this is my invitation to each of you who has served a mission to do what Elder Waddell asks us to do, to think about the lessons learned from that missionary service and to find new ways to apply those lessons into our lives. For those who didn't serve a full-time mission, God hasn't withheld these lessons and experiences from you. He's provided to each of his children opportunities to learn and become more like his son. However, the same principle applies. Without the application of those lessons, the sacrifices that we have made do not have the power that they otherwise could. Um, I, I have a testimony that God knows each of his children. He knows what each of us needs. He has prepared experiences for each one of us to help us become who he needs us to become. He has provided us with the opportunity to make covenants with him so that we can bind ourselves to him. He will not forget that covenant, and he will never tire in his efforts to bring his covenant children, each one of us, back to the covenant path that he has prepared for us. I'm so grateful for the missionary experience that my Father in Heaven provided for me. I know that I was called to serve in the exact place where I was needed and with the exact people that I needed to be with. My life has been forever changed because of my missionary experience, but I too need to find new ways to apply those lessons into my life. I, I pray that each of us can find new opportunities in this new year to become who the Lord needs and wants us to become. He knows us and will help us in our efforts to do and be better. All right. Thank you for listening, and uh, I'll see you all again next week. <laughs>